So, welcome to another episode of Hole in the Wall, but we're doing something a little different today. We're doing a like a movie review. Movie review. But it's applicable it based off of our two last episodes being the drug episodes. We, I think I just brought up Jared Leto's character in yes. Requiem for a Dream during the Stimula episode. <clears throat> and I forgot about how good of a movie that was. And I was like, oh, maybe we should do like a watch and do like a recap of of this movie. Um, and I hadn't watched it since high school and rewatching it. I forgot how disturbing it was. Did you have to read it too? No, I never read it. I know. I I learned that recently that it was based off a book. I didn't know that. I Um, thought it was a book or, I mean, I don't know why I knew it was a reference to a book, but I didn't know about the movie. Yeah. So it was a movie directed by, uh, Darren Aronofsky. So the same director as black, black swan, uh, the wrestler, so a, a bunch of other dark mm. movies. So it, it should have been anticipated. <laughs> this is like was a dark movie too, but um, yeah, it was it was nuts. Yeah. So preface. Oh, like okay. Before listening to this, you should go and watch it for yourself, so we don't ruin spoilers. anything too much. But we, obviously, it's gonna be filled with spoilers. We're gonna talk about the whole movie. Um, so go watch it if you haven't seen it. Go watch it. It's totally worth watching. But it's it's a very dark, very yeah. disturbing movie. I don't recommend watching it if you have a kids or something. You can't. It, you do not watch this with them. But plausible. So so follows the, four characters. Yeah, and they're like drug habit or dependency, and like the spiral. Yeah, it's or the chaos like, it causes yeah, over a year. The addiction. Yeah, right? the addiction of these people, whatever their addiction may be. So <clears throat> there's a group of three friends, Harry. Marion, mm-hmm. Ty, yes. So uh, Ty, Marion, and Harry are all drug addicts, like heroin addicts, like mm-hmm. hard um, heroin addicts. Compare, and then it also follows Harry's mom. Harry's mom, Ellen Bernstein. Um, so Sarah Goldfarb, and she's addicted to more food, and then she becomes addicted to okay. pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So like these uppers, these weight loss pills that used to be more prevalent in like the eighties and nineties. And it just turns into this spiral of chaos. And, you know, like you said, the plausible effects of what people will, can anticipate when they get addicted to drugs. Yeah. Are we doing a synopsis or how, or what? That was pretty much it in a nutshell, but like some of the, so the specifics. Uh, yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, we can get into the synopsis. So, um, Harry's mom, Sarah, she's an uh, elderly woman. Her husband has passed. Her only family is his Harry, this drug addict who constantly takes advantage of her. Like this movie opens up yeah. with the scene where he's stealing her TV to Dude, go. I didn't understand that at first. Yeah, he's, he's going to you know, steal her TV to pawn it to get money for drugs. And when uh, his mom goes to pick up the TV from the same pawn yeah. shop that she, he always goes to, it's nothing but filled with her name. So it's just like this demonstration of this perpetual you know, taking advantage yeah. and enabling of, of for both of them. Uh, but it turns into, you know, this little kind of depiction of their family and what's left of it. So his mom is just kind of heavy set. She all of a sudden she finds out she might be on TV. Mm-hmm. So she wants to lose weight and look good and turn into this, you know, she wants the glamour and and uh, of being on TV kind of thing. So 
in an attempt to lose weight, she gets hooked on these yeah. pharmaceutical pills. Well, I think what made it, I don't know, tugs at like my heartstrings was like she fixated on this red dress that she wore when like she felt like she was whole of family, right? Her husband was alive. During the graduation of yeah. her son, this proud moment with her husband. Yeah, that was, no, like her, not only her performance, but like her character was just like, that is what I felt bad for. And then um, the other three, you know, while you could still kind of relate to them, like I f- felt less sympathy for them because they were kind of doing it to themselves a little bit. Yeah. I thought, oh, Wayne's character was kind of, it didn't really, they kind of threw it in there. Like he, he was like always seeking his mother's approval, but it sounds like the mother was like long, long gone. So there was only like two scenes they reference his mom, like looking at that picture frame and then the flashback. But so apparently the, the author who wrote the book named each of the characters after what they were striving for. So Harry and Sarah Goldfarb wanted, so Harry wanted money. Same with Marion Silver. They yeah. wanted financial stability, and that's why they're trying to open up the the shop and become rich, and that's why they started selling the drugs to get mm-hmm. wealth, right? Sarah was looking for the prestige of and glamour of being in the limelight as far as being on TV. And then Ty, his name was Ty Love. He was just searching for love. Oh. And that's why they showed him with a woman and seeking his mother's approval and the, the love and care that he got from her. So they were all striving for what they were they're kind of named after what they're striving for. Oh, I got it. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Um, so like I was, I kind of got into the other three while also being heroin addicts came up with a plan to buy a bunch of, uh, buy a large quantity, cut it up and then s- distribute it so they can make some more money and kind of yeah get on easy street, so to speak. So, so we could buy that pound of pure. Uh huh. <laughs> so I thought, no, what was interesting is that they actually never stay, say the word heroin in the entire movie. Not once. So oh, there's yeah. always something, some kind of aphorism or slang. Yeah, for, yeah. for the drug. And, and one of the things I, I actually didn't realize they were actually doing heroin at first because the pupils are wrong. So like coming oh, from yeah, a medical yeah. mindset, like um, so the way they shoot, how when they do drugs are super cool. I really liked how they, the cinematography of it, how they cut it up and all of a sudden psh, psh, like, oh, yeah, shooting yeah. into their veins mm-hmm. and people's dilating and stuff. Um, but obviously when you do opiates, your pupils constrict and obviously it was, that was harder to demonstrate Dude, on the camera. It, you know? Yeah. I think how they shot it was great. Cause like you knew when they were dosing up and then the next scene would reflect that. But then, um, the TV, it was like the crowd was hypnotized, just chanting that guy's tree ruled. Yeah. The juice. juice yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Juice by Tappy. I was like, Oh, it's very like black mirror. Oh to yeah. Me. Big yeah. time. Yeah. It was, uh, Shooter McGavin, who plays yeah, the, oh, yeah, the happy character, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, he he did that. That was all ad lib. He just did the whole that whole scene in one day. Oh, just, really? Uh, it was all, you know, just made up. Wow. But it was something interesting that I read was uh, Aronofsky. So you know how he gets in, he only gets into a couple of parts of his five set better life thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like no red meat, no refined sugars, yep. and they never get to the third because Sarah Goldfarb always gets distracted by something, whether it be food or yeah, yeah. a daydream or whatever. The third thing they wanted to be was get off pharmaceuticals. Was it really? But it just, she never got that one message. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, like, like but uh, he got pushback from like um, movie reps or like um, 
higher ups or execs because they didn't want a bad name to pharma yeah, big yeah. pharma. Oh, but but that was part of it like that she never got that that final message of no no pharmaceuticals. I was like, oh God. Dude, that's crazy. It's poor old lady. And then the uh the doctor scene was very wasn't that Crude. sad? I was like, "What?" Like, here, yeah, we can fix that here. Take this. Doesn't like, even oh, look fine. at her. Yeah. Doesn't look at her. Doesn't make eye contact. Like, well, I like the placement though. Like, oh, that's fine. That's normal. Here, and the prescription, you can see Valium on the. the uh-huh. thing. Yeah. yeah, that. Well, the the second time she's in the doctor, where everything's going slow and fast and slow and fast. Yeah. Like, oh god, I can't imagine. But is that what? Um, <clears throat> because I was saying she was prescribed that was that like the fen fen craze? Is that what would happen yes. to these people? Yeah. So, well, you also noticed that she was. She got to a certain tolerance, and then she started upping her own dosage. Yeah, when she started mixing mm-hmm. the colors, yeah, she'd mix the different pills and the different. She'd do extra doses, so I think that's what led to her, you know, abuse essentially is yeah, what it yeah. turned into. But yeah, that, that I think that was um, signifying like the fenfen craze. Like, I guess the last little fun fact that I I saw about it was um, to add to that kind of like chaotic feel of the movie. There was more than 2,000 cuts in the duration of that, you know, 90-minute movie, mm-hmm. which is uh, is more almost three times as many as a normal movie. So, like, a normal 100-minute movie would have about six to 700 cuts, and they had 2,000 cuts in that one movie. Are you talking about, like, in transition to the scenes? Mm-hmm. Oh. And they wanted it to be that way to feel like you were losing yeah. control. It d- yeah, that definitely made... The- me as the audience feel uncomfortable because it was just like so abrupt. Yeah. So, so I watched it with Kirsten and she said she felt viscerally ill after yeah. like we were for some reason I was like, Oh, we can just watch this for it. So I felt, I forgot that. And I had to watch South Park. I had to watch like stupid cartoons just to. Yeah. And, and so having seen it before, I was a little desensitized to it, but I had forgotten that initial feeling where like those movies were like, they sit in the pit of your stomach, like with this heaviness, and you're like, oh my god, what did I just watch? Yeah. So I made her endure that. I just was peacefully into bed. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh that that movie is. is but it was all dense. like Harry recognized she was on uppers, and then she was like, "What makes you an expert?" He's like, "Trust me, I know." Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was such a disheartening moment. So then, like him seeing his mom go through that, and then there was that cab ride where he was starting to break down. And then, right, and then, like, you know, it's plausible people medicate for to numb certain things. So he started crying, and then they cut to the dosing, the no- dosing montage, and uh-huh. then everything was fine. I was like, yeah. And then he just it. sat there, you know, looking at the window like yeah. it's nothing. Yeah, the, the the depiction of the the complete numbing feeling that they would seek after, you know, any kind of negative emotion, they just want that a drug immediately. Oh, it was. Yeah. Like you Dude. said, it. It, it, it hit it right that movie hit it right on the nose i think with addiction and you know how they use it the spiral they're like oh i'm mm-hmm. in control and then you know like what was it they're like oh last summer was crazy right like we'll get it back and you know, uh-huh oh, constantly chasing that dragon yeah i do you know what made me squirm too even like was this when they were doing the car ride and he had to shoot up in his arm and he's like what's wrong with that arm it's like no man it's like i gotta do it there it'll blow and i was like oh and then they whatever that you know obviously that movie prop arm but when he just went right that piece oh yeah into the center of the wound that's fucking gross yeah so um i guess we should get into the fact that none of their stories end well no (laughs) all of them uh spiral into some kind of chaos so i we should post the pic we i saw uh, 
Dr. Anjuma post a picture of a necrotic arm from heroin. Uh, oh, really? Where his bone poking out. It was the grossest shit oh. she posted today. I'll regram it. So yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll give her so, give her the photo credit or something. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Goldfarb, Mama Goldfarb, she goes crazy from doing too many uppers mm-hmm. to the point where she goes gets uh, admitted to. Oh, that reminds me the psych ward though. But I was like, dude, that's pretty real of what psych treatment was back then too. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, like everybody doesn't. It's a half-ass assessment because they're like, oh, they're out of their mind, right? And then they're yep. just kind of throwing things to the wall, see what sticks. Yeah. And then you know, force feeding. Force feeding. You know, and the orderlies were could care less of what they were doing. Their own yeah. Discussions and I was stuff. Like, oh, yeah. It was fuck. so. Oh, it was so sad. Like that. That one. That whole storyline was like uh, disturbing on a few levels. I think that one bothered me because I was like, "That's that's actually as truth. a healthcare provider." Yeah, you know, yeah. Like it kind of like something resonated with that. But that was the reality of cutting edge psych treatment back then. Yeah. Right. Like, and then the NG tube, shock yeah. therapy, just frying her brain. And then when her her two friends come to see her, find that was them, tough too. Yeah, and they're sitting on the park bench crying, like, "Oh my god." Um. I I thought it, there was going to be dialogue in the waiting area, and then they just cut to the. It was like bus stop or whatever, yeah, and they yeah. just start crying. I was like, "Do you didn't need dialogue? Like no. you already." The the image of her sitting there, you know, affectless, yeah, was enough. Just you, like it's almost like she was an empty vessel at that point. They they had destroyed anything of her consciousness that was yeah. left. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, Harry goes along with that wound. Obviously, that gets infected. Oh yeah, gangrenous. And uh, he gets it. Ends up getting it chopped off. And then, do you want to talk about Marion's story? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't even know how to bring it up, but okay, so at the end, I feel like she was the only one that had, I don't want to say embraced it, but like, didn't she have a smile at the end? And she was embracing her, the the drugs she got after that whole thing? She was hugging the baggie of heroin. But there was a smirk on her face, right? Yeah, because she had gotten the drugs that she so desperately seeked. But do you think that's her accepting? Her role, in yeah. the, her plight in life? Yeah. That's an interesting take. I didn't think of it that way. I, I, I saw it more as a superficial, I'm just happy to have my drugs. But that 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 might be. You know, but she was the like, only hey, one that had a smile on her face. I found my role. Yeah. You know, I found my means of getting what I want. Uh, all right. So let's <laughs> rewind then. If Thanks for tasking me with that. So for, ask to ask, dude. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> so anyways yeah oh Uh, my god these guys are disgusting um so i don't know how far back do you have to rewind to tell her story so they oh so ty was trying to get more drugs to sell right Mm -hmm. and then he was in the middle of a turf war between like the italian mafia and black mafia yeah yeah, correct because the the limo was like oh my god you got a white driver and Mm -hmm. then like shoots everybody so he gets arrested for that and they use all their money they saved up for bail and so now they're all withdrawing from heroin because they can't buy anymore, right? And then it was winter and they couldn't get any. Mm-hmm. All the streets had dried up because of the, the drug war between the two different... Oh, yeah. And so the only guy that had any heroin was like a pimp or like a sexual deviant. Yeah. Would you call him a pimp? Yeah, probably along those lines. But he was a guy who would, he wouldn't sell it. Or swinger. He would only... No, he's not a swinger. He's a pimp. He'd only give it away. He would only give his drugs away for sexual for favors. Sexual favors yeah. And so they were like peaking on withdrawals, right? So then, doesn't he float? No, he floats the idea to sleep with a therapist first. Yeah, to get money. But then I forget. Oh, they get an argument. And he's like, here's the only guy that has it. 
Yeah. And but he he's wrote not the selling. number. Yeah, he's not selling. <laughs> yeah, so he gives her a number. Oh, he writes down the number on a the photo of them in front yeah. of the shop that had they had per, uh, rented out to start their dream. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it was in front of the shop. And uh, and while he's gone in Florida trying to score, he get, or she gives him a call and then performs fellage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he she was invited back for a bigger score, right for Sunday. Yes. It was a party. And he's like, oh, no. This, or she says, this is going to be a one-time thing. Yeah. And he's like, I'll see you Sunday. <laughs> you like, ugh. God, could you imagine being Dude, but party? even that party, it was almost like, what, they were like, it almost looked like Wall Street dudes. Just trying yeah. Because everybody was wearing suits. Yeah. They're rich. They're throwing money at these girls. And then she performs sexual acts in front of a crowd to score drugs. Yep. We'll leave it at that. See it for yourself. <laughs> Um and then Ty ends up in like a work camp, huh? Ty gets locked up. He, he ends up in jail, stays in jail. He and he's um passing through like a, a southern state that clearly has some kind of racist undertone to it. Oh, um, where I didn't. Yeah, because they call they keep calling that. him boy, and they're kind of treating him worse than the other guys. So they're the junkie like, stuff. I thought they were just being aggressive on junkies, but I think it was because his ethnicity. I think it was one of those southern because they were driving from what New York to Florida. Yeah, so you're passing through that. So those southern states, I think there's some racial undertones. Hmm. So he they end up throwing him in in jail like it's nothing. You just he just ends with going through bad withdrawals yeah. while in jail. Yeah, it's it's kind of like hey, how does this story end? You either are die or near death or end up in jail. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's some, we didn't even talk about Harry. Shit. So that arm was gangrenous, and they had to cut it off. Get it chopped off. Yeah, and that that brutal scene where he's like, "Oh, who can we call? They'll come." And she's like, "He's like, no, she won't. No, she, yeah, yeah." So that that was like one of the things that I didn't catch until I think I rewatched it. When I was younger, I thought like, "Oh, initially they were kind of like in love and happy and all this stuff." But when I rewatched it, it was really more like they had the connection solely based off of this drug, drug. habit. Yeah. And like this, this kind of not bad, like um, almost like this, she was into him because of this bad boy mm-hmm. feel, you know, like she wanted the chaos in her life because she grew up in this upper, you know, this prestigious yeah, yeah. upper uh, class life. So she kind of slummed it with this guy and she, you know, when they broke into that apartment building and she tore off the she fire alarm, she just wanted the excitement, yeah, yeah. right? And then I, it got her into the drugs. I don't really feel like there was like this tr- actual love. Their their connection was solely based off this drug habit. Yeah. I, I think I, since this is my first time watching it, I picked it up on that phone call. I think it was one phone call from jail. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh yeah, I'll make it there today, you know, blah, 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 or whatever. It was just a total lie, right? He was, you know, crying and stuff. And I think after that phone call, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. So yeah, at first I thought it was like a, a, a deterioration of their love for one another. But in retrospect, or watching it again, I was like, there was never actual some like authentic love. It was yeah. more like this this habit that they connected over. Because the only time they ever expressed their emotion was after Hi. doing drugs. Oh, I didn't notice that. <sighs> right. So like they'd like let's get let's get a party, and all of a sudden they like they'd be laying together or doing something together and express this this feeling. But it's only when they were high. This is a much sadder movie than I yeah. <laughs> initially even thought. Dude, it left a cloud. I was like, I can't go to bed after that. Yeah, I, I kind of get that. Actually, I'll admit this on the recording too. I actually had nightmares after that. Did you? Yeah, but it wasn't even... I don't even know if it was about that. 
Wait, what was your nightmare? I don't remember, but I remember like waking up, kind of like Ugh. waking up. Yeah, cold sweat. I have dreamless sleep, like it's nothing. Like my eyes close, and then they wake or open the next. You said morning. that before yeah. too, right? I don't, I don't have a soul. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, but no, really. There's no you can take more ashwagandha. Maybe you're just stressed yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, it's it it's a, a the way it's cut and the cinematography and the acting. Oh, it's just, it's such a good movie, yeah. but it's just one of those ones that's hard to watch. I think uh, Ellen Burstein won a Golden Globe for it. Is that... Um, Sarah Goldfarb? She was nominated for an Academy... I had a Wikipedia this too, because I was watching it, and then I wanted me, I like to skip to the end, so I read the synopsis on there, but mm-hmm. she was nominated for an Academy Award. I don't know about the Golden Globe. Oh, so she was only nominated? She was nominated for an Academy Award, and no, then... She lost... It, it was one of her Jared Leto's, like breakout roles i think yeah. too or uh what do you call it like notoriety like it's something mm-hmm. he's known for yeah for sure i thought she had won one but maybe she didn't so i know she lost to shit pretty lady pretty woman uh um, julie roberts yeah from aaron brockovich which that was the same it, time yeah i haven't seen aaron brockovich it's like okay it's good enough but uh, like her fucking uh performance in Requiem for a Dream was so much better. Like she's yeah. she does that crazy. Yeah, she starts off so sweet old lady like mm-hmm. to fucking crazy so well. Like she had to do all the fat suits and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so good. But the fact that she didn't win it was very just dis- was sad. The cleaning, the the hallucinations. Uh huh. Speaking of the talking to her dead husband, that was so Wait. heartbreaking. Look at our boy now. Like the, all those moments where she was talking to someone, that was her talking to her dead husband. When was, did I miss that part? So she does it all the time. Like, uh, even when Harry confronts her about being on uppers, she stops at a moment. Oh, and, and when, and looks across the table and she talks about, look at our son buying your, your, his old, mom yeah, present. yeah, yeah. He's, oh. she's always talking to her dead husband. Oh, I remember that part. And I kind of just skipped over. I was like, what? Who's she talking to? I thought it was, yeah. It's just know. like this, even, so even before the drugs, she, you know, almost in a, in a sense, wasn't it like mentally stable yeah. or didn't, it didn't, wasn't coping well with the, the loss of her husband or being alone. Dude, but that gift, as soon as I saw that like big screen and the tower speakers, I was like, oh dude, this is nineties. My dad had that same like uh-huh, setup. I right. Like, I saw the same thing. I was like, oh, it wasn't, as, I thought it was bigger. Like, like those tower speakers yeah. on the side. And so I was like, I was like, oh man. But yeah. Maybe throw on a cable box too. Cause she just watched the same shit over and over. Juice by Tappy. Juice by Tappy. Yeah. Which I, w- I was thinking that too, but I was like, dude, for um, the, the point across was like the hypnotization of her by the TV. Like she could watch the same thing. She was just addicted to television. Yeah. And same way as like the, the, the audience was hypnotized by, by Tappy. Right. Uh, they just sort of repeat anything he says. Yeah. Yes. It, it, that whole movie was such a trip. Anything else you want to say about it? No, you guys should watch it. Yeah. Watch it. Just, oh. Dinner's ready. Y'all curry. um yeah so just uh watch it but be prepared for some unsettling feelings and uh being a little disconcerted but hell it was one hell of a deterrent to not do drugs when i was a teenager that's for sure yeah that was crazy cool man all right so i think i think you know i like the whole watch a movie and do a review i think they're fun like um just kind of it's a little change of pace you know, we can always make it applicable to our, our jobs. It, I, I definitely watched the doctor scenes and the nurses scenes with Sarah Goldfarb. 
Like maybe I'm going to do a little extra for my psych patients just to like, yeah, I always, I always feel that way, you know, like, oh man, I can always be nicer, always be more friendly, more empathetic. So anytime I see things like that, I'm less like, I'm going to try harder. Yeah. Even though I I feel like I do pretty good, like, but no, even more, like, you know, you can always do better. So it was just one of these little things I, I I took away from it, but yeah, that's funny because like one of my coworkers uh, reference uh, he wanted to work at like a psyche ER. And I was like, dude, I don't have that. Like I try, but like, you know, that connection with a psych patient, you know, he's like, no, 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 man, it's chill. You just got to be like, get the fuck back in your room. And then they talk back to you. You just turn the security guard and say, it's on. I was like, no, come on, man. Not, yeah. you that's just, not the way it should not, be. Like, it's not the way your mentality should yeah. be. You have either you yeah. have to have something really deep inside of you. That's just a complete bleeding heart. Or you have to like, consciously decide like okay today i'm gonna go into work i'm gonna show it. you have to keep bringing mm-hmm. the, that that mentality to the forefront of your consciousness or your brain to actually do it because it's like if you like are distracted with whatever shit you have going on in life it's so easy to like lose your patience or yeah. do something like that you know like it it's hard it's hard to maintain that if you're not one of those pe- special people you're like you have to be a special person yeah you know and I, I don't, I'm not, I'm just not like, I, I, I'm not that overly bleeding heart person. Like sometimes I can be very stoic or, you know, I don't know. You got that one regular. Where's Josiah? Is he working? So, and okay. That, cause that's a concern of mine. Like I, I don't want to be come across ever to any patient cold, like cold hearted or not caring or something. Mm. So it's something I constantly remind myself. Like that's why I read so much. That's why I listen to so many like podcasts is cause I want to make sure that those thoughts are in the forefront of my mind to make sure I'm always the best version of myself at work or something, you know? Yeah. Nice. I'm not high on heroin and (laughs) getting my arm amputated, but this is a good change of pace. We'll find a next movie. I fucking love that. Oh God. I can never remember the name of this fucking movie. The cop movie (laughs) with Jake Gyllenhaal. End of watch. End of watch. That's my favorite. I fucking love end of watch. I was thinking about making felling watch it and then coming and doing a review with felling. Okay. It's a good movie. I don't know about, with all the cop stuff going on right now. <laughs> I'm yeah. But you know, even, you know, for me, that just shows like what I miss about the field, the value of a partnership. Yeah. Like just the, the camaraderie or the, you know. Oh, you and build. you get it too. Yeah, especially yeah. on those hard calls. And like you have that partner you can rely on. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. that's how, you know, well, we were friends in paramedic school, but mm-hmm. like working together and running those serious calls, like definitely increases that bond. And like, I, that's why I feel so close with Joey. Like we've had, fuck it. We were partners for so long and we yeah, had yeah. hard calls together. And like, he was so reliable in those times. Like, I don't know. You, you get that. Like, that's how I, yeah, even Taylor right now, you know, he's like my go-to guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Shout out to you, Taylor. Love you. <laughs> all right. All right. So, uh, thank you for joining us for another episode. I hope you guys, uh, check out the movie and you like it and you're not too freaked out by it. All right. Bye. See ya. All right. Thank you for listening to Hole in the Wall. Like us at YouTube, Instagram, or iTunes. Feel free to contact us at holdingthewall at gmail.com or DM us at Instagram at holdingthewall. Thank you to our sponsors and support us on Patreon for extra content. Hope to see you soon. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. <laughs>